0: Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, we have good news. Football is on its way back on the 20th of June. We still have nine games left. We're going to go into more details about that. We're going to talk about the period of COVID. We're going to talk about maybe refunds or not. Players that will be back for those games and how are you going to watch it? So
1: I've been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Paul, it's a delight to be back. Um, this is a little weird because obviously, this is the fourth time he's tried to record this intro now, but <laughs> it's, it, it's nice to be back all the same. Yeah, I'm not passing any blame
0: onto Matt Lansley for any of those. And uh, Matt, so how are you despite creating disaster immediately on your return to the podcast?
2: It's brilliant to be back and causing havoc once again with my ingenious technology insights that I have. Uh, Yes that's a slight exaggeration.
0: So (laughs) how are you are both then uh, during this kind of like we're still in the Covid world let's not pretend that it's all gone away because it hasn't but how are you doing Alex?
1: Uh, Yeah it's been a little bit of a weird few months I guess haven't really seen any sport haven't discussed Reading all that much kind of uh, been it's been like a very elongated elongated pre-season I guess except for the fact we don't have any World Cup and no Euros either so it was a a little bit of a weird time Um, but generally doing okay still at home the same as most people I guess Uh, um, who are obviously working from home now majority of people Um, so yeah not bad but obviously not quite as uh, it's not quite the same as being out in the world and you know living life as a
0: No. There's nothing normal at the moment, is there, Matt? It's kind of just getting used to it. But slowly, maybe, are we moving towards a little bit of normality?
2: Yeah, I certainly hope so. Um, I think my sound is cutting up and breaking out. So apologies if there was quite a bit of a delay there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's it's certainly getting back to normality. I've been enjoying the Bundesliga over the last few weeks. Um, Quite interestingly, they'd started... Doing a crowd crowd noise overlay, which I saw quite a bit of criticism for, but I really liked it. I'm hoping they'd bring that to the championship certainly. Um yeah. yeah, it's it's just been a weird it's just been a weird, weird few months. Very weird few months just working from home. Um this weekend was actually some of the first holiday I've taken over it, which I've done nothing, absolutely nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, certainly excited for football to be back. That's for certain. Because it's only so much Bundesliga I think you can take.
0: Yeah, definitely. I could take about forty-five minutes of Bundesliga, and that was enough for me. But it's kind of the sound being pumped into the stadium. That's obviously going to bring mocking, isn't it, straight away from any yeah, any fans who's not a Reading fan and be like, "Oh, look, they finally got an atmosphere." It's kind of we know that's how it's going to work, isn't it, Alex?
1: Yeah I think so but I mean at least everyone's doing it right like we're not going to be the only ones who are doing that so it, it, you know I don't think it will be a I don't even think it will be a, a like a individual situation with just us but um, yeah it would be nice to see that happening uh, as Matt said they did it for the Bundesliga this weekend and I I, I quite enjoyed it um, in the game that I won I can't remember which game it was uh, L- Leverkusen versus Munich and it, it was enjoyable it whilst it wasn't quite the same it was pretty close to watching a regular game on tv in all honesty by that point um they covered up all the lower rows with like advertising hoardings and stuff like that um and i mean it's yeah it's not identical to to watching a game a regular in inverted commas, game on tv but it was it was pretty close um so it would be nice to see them do it in the championship whether they do it or not I guess that's another matter for the games that aren't on TV. Um, I, 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 I've watched a couple of games on the iFollow earlier this season, and it's, it's not a bad system. But I don't quite know how advanced it's going to be in terms of adding crowd noise in and, and, you know, having replays available and things like that.
0: Yeah, if we know anything about the championship, it'd be um, not as good, anywhere near as good as the Premier League, would it? They're attempt. The EFL are the masters of disaster, aren't they? If they can cock something up, they will manage to do it or think about it for about 18 months and by the point they come to that decision is meaningless. But that's just me ranting about the EFL. Some of you agree with that. Some of you think, just shut up, Paul, which is fair enough. So we will go to the start of the season which we will start with Stoke City now. Matt, you went to the away match, didn't you? And um, what was your feeling when you came out of that ground? Because I know you were—you weren't positive, were you? It doesn't bring back good memories. I thought,
2: I thought we was—I thought we were supposed to be doing a, a positive podcast here. I, this is just—this is bringing already. I'm getting oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like a game. That, I mean,
0: I watched it and. It would look like the dullest game in history. Just nothing happened, did it?
2: it? It was the dullest game in history, and it's been ingrained on my mind. I think, like, I, think I was very critical of Bowen that day, um, and I, like, I was I, I was that close to losing my rag at him, but, oh, was, I mean, at least I'm not going to have to travel 200 miles to watch this game this time. No, you um, can watch it from your living bad. room, can't
0: you? Which is perfect. <laughs> You can just sit can there and watch it. My TV. Yeah, well, so we're kind of like going to go into the details of how you can watch it on iFollow. We're not going to have any games on Sky because obviously that's going to be all Leeds United as And the top teams. You would expect, understandably, um, all of us are probably. I would hope as Reading fans, uh, hoping Leeds completely cock it up, but that would be lovely to see. That would top off COVID for me. That would be beautiful.
1: But Alex, how will you be watching it then? Um, so the first game I'll probably be watching just at home on my own, which is not going to be all that fun. <laughs> um, this, uh, I have arranged to watch a couple of games round in, uh, round, the, round at my brother's house in the garden. And, uh, that, that'll be quite, quite good. I think we'll have a couple of beers in the garden and get a barbecue going. Hopefully if the sun's out in July, fingers crossed. And, uh, that'll be, that should be pretty good. Um, so I mean, otherwise, at least uh, I think at least we haven't got any games on at midweek in the afternoon or midweek. I think we've got one game at six o'clock. Yes, we have. Um, yeah. yeah, which is lovely yeah. timing if you're someone who works from home. I think you can kind of roll straight out of work and stick the game on. So that's that's ideal. Um, so yeah, uh, but I'll be watching on iPhone, I guess, with everyone else.
0: Yeah, it will be a strange experience, won't it? Because we'll all be
1: sat together, kind of. But not. We'll all be watching. it'll It'll be very interesting to see the like online reaction during the game because it's going to be like watching a game of football on TV, but a game involving your own team. Which obviously, normally, when you're watching the game with your own team, you're actually at the ground, so you don't tend to react to it necessarily on online and on social media. But I think there's going to be a lot more kind of instant reaction to. Incidents in games, and I feel like a lot more people will have a lot more opinion straight away on, on the games, which will be that'll be interesting to see how it kind of plays out.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we will be bringing in some new coverage with uh, Elm Park Rolls immediately after the game. We'll be having a Twitch account live podcast so you can interact with us. We'll still be having a Periscope, I'll be going to be doing also one before them just after the team news comes out and after the match is finished. but. We've got other plans as well because everything's different now. None of us are going to the games. Um, Matt, how are you going to be watching it?
2: Uh, same again, very much yeah. the same. I think it's it's it's, it's just going to be the world we're going to have to adopt. And I think it'll it'll be the same into next season. Um, like I, said, I I started watching the Bundesliga, it was it was fine originally, um, but I think it it will it, just be something we we all just grow. Try to adapt and live by because reality—we're probably not going to be back again until next year, or so, or so. But, um, but yeah, we'll um, it'll just mostly be be at home. Really, I can't really see anything anything too too drastic or impressive.
0: You're not going to be I'm driving doing. up to the Makedonski <laughs> Stadium and watching it on your laptop, are you? I'll
2: be there. For the, I'll, I'll be there. The the I'd love
1: to. What was that? Alex? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to head up to the stadium car park for the playoff final and hopefully watch it on a big screen. with 3,000 people sitting in their cars, fingers
0: crossed. That would be the most running thing ever, wouldn't it? We get to the player final win and nobody can go. But I mean, realistically, we're sat 14th on the table right now. It's so hard to kind of like gauge how we're going to do because there's, everything's different to what it was. No atmosphere and no fans. They're just really changing it. And what this really shows to me is that, I mean, I knew this before, but fans make football. If you don't really have them there, I think it really changes the whole experience. I know you can watch players and technically they're nice, but you know, if we're going towards the end of the season, the last couple of matches, sometimes it's nice going when there's no pressure. Because for the last few seasons, there's always been a relegation battle. But this season, it will be really the official dead atmosphere in that stadium if we're sat in fifteenth, sixteenth and nobody there. Nobody really cares. Uh, I, I do kind of I get. do kind of
2: feel though I do kind of feel you might almost get the better teams coming out and winning though yeah team
1: but
2: because I agree. It, because you't going to have any time. sorry go on man. Hmm. no yeah because well, uh, like, I think you're going to have you, well you know you've got no um third or 12th man you've got no third influence really in the in in the crowd um, it it will just be a case of getting getting your team set up and performing to the max there's there's no real you know there's no real other factors apart from your team so it'll be interesting to see no definitely
1: yeah i feel like it's really gonna give the teams that have got like a better team quality overall they're the ones who are going to come out on top you're not gonna there is no there is realistically there's very little home advantage i know so many teams will dead against playing in neutral fields but in reality there's very little home advantage for a team if they're playing you know in front yeah. of no fans um so yeah, and we're also going to have lucas jao back as well yeah and Which i think a that's a huge loss when he was. went out in yeah new year's day wasn't yeah. yeah i think that's the other thing is that the teams who have got a slightly larger squad depth are also a massive benefit here um so teams which have got like i mean Reading's a great example which obviously got players coming back McIntyre's gonna be back Jones it's gonna be back um i mean i think maybe i don't quite know they, they haven't really announced anything around loan signings or, or anything like that um but also what's going to happen to gareth mccleary and players like chris gunter as well with the contract yeah i, yeah. I had i had read an article on the athletic around the championship and Premier League teams have actually been working to try and like get extensions for kind of six weeks with their players, and they pay them. I think it was like they're going to pay them two months' worth of salary or two extra months' worth of salary, essentially, on top of whatever they actually play for. Um, and a number of them have already kind of been agreed, and they just haven't announced them because it's. I guess it's not really the done thing. Um, but yeah, I think definitely the squad depth is going to be key. So I think Reading are in a massively advantageous position against some of these other teams. I think we still want to play Charlton. They've already had Lyle Taylor and a bunch of their players have said that they're not going to play because they don't want to lose any any kind of free transfer they might get in the summer. Um, we still want to play Luton, who have got a small squad. So I think there's definitely a... There's potential for us to have a pretty good end to the season there.
0: Yeah, no, I think we definitely can. I think we can do okay. I think the playoffs, yeah, is just a step too far. We're too far away, aren't we? But that doesn't mean we can't finish in a positive position. I still think if we finish 12th, 13th, I think that is, I think that's, I wouldn't say a fantastic season, but it's a step in the right direction. Um, I know there's the financial issues that we've seen come up and the clubs kind of um, got issues it is fair to say financially and that is a major worry but we're just going to concentrate on now what position do you think we're going to finish in Matt?
2: I'm quite optimistic for about a a ninth or tenth to be honest because you look at the fixtures and you, you really do look at them and think like it's, it, it's probably the, as easy run running as we could have hoped for. You know, one in the top six, I think, is three in the top half, and everyone else in the bottom the bottom half. And I think it's uh, we've we touched on it in the past, but it's a lot of the bottom six. So it's like um, I, I'm I'm quite hopeful, and I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say tenth. Uh, I'm not gonna quite go for the more optimistic of ninth, but I think 9th, tenth is certainly a realistic um realistic prediction, really.
1: Yeah, well, I hope you're right. It's so hard to gauge. What do you think, Alex? Um, I'm going to say ninth. I think I've been saying ninth since about October now, uh, since Bone came in. Someone can go back and double check that for me. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm fairly optimistic. I, I like looking at the teams above us in the table, who are between us and the playoffs. I don't really think any of them are any better than Reading. Swansea and Derby and Blackburn and QPR, none of these teams are actually that impressive in reality um, so I don't really see any reason that we can't overtake them, I think we've got a few of those teams still to play at the back end of the season, so I'm going to say we'll finish top 10 I think top 10 is a really, really good finish considering the first, what, 9 10 games of the season are pretty much a write-off this year um, if we can get into that, yeah, top 10 bracket, yeah, maybe we missed out on the playoffs this season, but I think it's got to be classed as a pretty good season if we can get there.
0: Yeah, yeah I think so. I am I think Mark Bone's still going at over 1.4 points uh, per game. So that's a massive improvement on Jose Gomez, which seems like a lifetime ago now. But it's a kind of a real step forward. And it's an opportunity for him to really kind of make sure he goes into next season in a very secure position. What happens off the pitch with boardrooms and all that, that that's not his issue right now is it he can just get results on the pitch and then we get that momentum going into next season we bring through some young players almost inevitably like michael elise probably will take the place of gareth mccleary chris gunter i think we've got enough cover there probably now tom mcintyre will come in maybe we sell one of the senior players uh, in the center half position we're going to lose miazga anyway I can see real development there with the players and there's a positive feel
1: about it. Do you think that's fair, Alex? Yeah, I think so. I think, again, although we've got definite financial kind of issues, there's, there's definitely a, um, a step for Reading to be taking, which is going to put them in like the right direction. Uh, we've got like the youth players who have had some kind of exposure to the first team, who can come in and step into those roles and we don't need to be shelling out wages and transfer fees this summer to replace some of these players who are inevitably going to be leaving on free transfers so i think there's a yeah there's a definite like kind of path for Reading over the summer i don't think i think anybody who thinks Reading is going to go and spend money this summer has really got to like double check um their thought process there the only player running and spending money on is going to be Ajaria, and that's it, I think. And I think that's probably probably fair enough given the given the current situation with um, with the finances at the club. I don't really expect them to. And if Elise and McIntyre come in, and we see maybe one other youth player come in next season and start to fill a bench spot, or two youth players potentially um, come in and fill those bench spots, then that's great. And uh, I think, yeah we're probably in a better situation given the kind of given where our Academy is in terms of its in terms of its reputation and the players coming out of it. I think we're probably in a better position than than other clubs this summer.
0: Yeah, no, I I'd quite comfortable see Elise and McIntyre come into the team. I think they're first team ready now. So I don't think that's going to be a problem, especially Tom McIntyre think everybody loves Tom McIntyre definitely I, I could I could do a podcast about Tom McIntyre but <laughs> it's kind of, so we're going into a positive mood here it's been a long time break hasn't it it's kind of like three months of nothingness but I think we're going to finally see some light at the end of the tunnel i hope that everyone who's like trying to get through this if you're part of the Shielding group like I've been um, just a special message for you and support and I really hope you're doing okay it's hard and it's not over but we will get through this so uh, thanks a lot for listening cheers